0: feeling you should taste that I'm so fancy
1: van trees gets the snap gives it off to green up the middle breaks a tackle 45 lookout 50 he's to the 40 buford trying to track him down 30 20 15 10 buford knocks him out of bounds inside the 10 yard line man that has popped open a couple of times tonight for georgia southern long run by gerald green and he races it all the way down to the three-yard line. That's like high snap. They give it off to Green again. This time he gets pushed back. I don't know. No signal yet. Now He's it goes, now. the arms
2: go up, touchdown.
1: Gerald Green trying to do his best impression of a Wisconsin running back. Now the, 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 the total number of yards aren't Melvin Gordon, but – 132 yards on 10 carries. If you have any rudimentary sense of math, you know that's a 13.2 yard per carry average. Jalen White had 17 carries for a mere 85 yards, but that's still five yards a carry. Um, All told, 233 yards on 30 rushes, 7.8 yards per carry. We had Damon Benning, of course, doing the breakdown on 1620, the zones. On Sportsmanlike Conduct, and he said, you know, you want to keep it at four. Preferably less than four. He he actually mentioned 3.6. They did not keep it at, at four. Uh, No. They
3: uh, kept it at under twice four.
1: Third most total offensive yards ever given up by a Nebraska football team in any one game. Here's the
3: other history. part about those rushing numbers that are scary is... Georgia Southern really has no interest in running the ball that much. This is the offense that was being run when Marquis Stepp left USC mm-hmm. because they weren't running the ball enough, mm-hmm. and he didn't like how they were playing offense. That's this offense. Right. They got 7.8 yards of carry and over 230 yards rushing on an offense that really has no interest whatsoever in running the football. That's right. what an air raid is. That's not a criticism. That's a fact. Right. They occasionally run it on they draws. They run to keep you honest. Yeah, they run it on draws and things like that to keep you honest. But every time they did it, they had a huge hole, especially in the first half. So they felt obligated to continue doing it. And then on the go-ahead touchdown by Georgia Southern, incredible play call by Helton on the quarterback draw. It's the first quarterback run we had all night from Georgia Southern. Incredibly timed play call by him. Yeah. But those that's why those rushing numbers are so concerning to me. This isn't Wisconsin going seven point eight on you Mm -hmm. as their identity of this is what we do. This is a team that doesn't even necessarily care if they run the ball at all.
1: Right. 402-951-1620. Man, we're sticking in SEC country tonight. Chad in Batal Rouge. Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Um, yes, I'm really standing in the, in the shadow of Death Valley. Uh, we just went to the game tonight, and actually left after it out because we was a blowout. Like, I thought, considered that uh, Nebraska team uh, today. Um,
1: Chad, what's a blowout?
2: <laughs> like, I think it was, like, 44 to nothing at, at halftime, I thought.
1: Wow, that's that's no, legal? That's allowed? Like
2: I, I don't know if it's allowed. It was wow. ridiculous. There's supposedly a band playing at halftime. We're like, man, let's just walk home. We're a 20-minute walk. We walked home. Yeah. Um, I'm a Nebraska native. Um. I don't really know how to break this down. It's just like I feel really bad after moving to SEC country, after living in the Midwest for so long. And it's just like a totally different world. And I feel really – so Tom Osborne really had to go to a different place to achieve the goals that – that, that that made Nebraska what it was in the mid nineties, and I honestly don't think that it can be achieved again. I don't know if any. Please, I I, I, I I just please, I just want to know some sort of because I am a Nebraska fan. I want to know that if that's able, to, um, is that is that able to be achieved again, or mm. I I just want to know. I, I I'm sure me as long as uh, along a. a Plenty of other Nebraska fans want to know is like, we can't even win the Big Ten, whatever it is, West. West. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can't.
1: Well, much. How about please. just get to just a bowl please. game? Um, they haven't um, been to a bowl um, game since twenty sixteen.
2: Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to like like uh, for Nebraska. I just want to know like, is there? I've been to this. I'm in the South now for the last couple of years, and it's a totally different ball game down here. Mm-hmm. And they they like to. What is it? Well, the Polian was here, gone in like in a year. And Ed Orgeron won a championship here, and then is gone. They're willing to spend so much money and um, deal with so much um, of off the field stuff. That deals, not even with players, but I'm talking about coaches. <laughs> that like if Ed Orton was winning, he wouldn't have cared about. Um, I just, please, it's a totally different ballgame down here, and wow. I want to know if Nebraska can ever, ever, ever compete again. Well, in this arena.
1: Chad, appreciate the I, call. I, you
2: guys are better. You guys are better, better than me. Ben.
1: Yeah, Chad, appreciate the call. I think the, the answer to that question is. Yes, they can because they're in one of the two chosen leagues and they're going to have money and they're committed to it. They're committed. And and, and they are committed to it. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily born on third base and rounding third and heading for home. They do I still I've always believed this about Nebraska because Nebraska historically is the most overachieving major college sports program when I say major I'm talking football and men's basketball of all time there's never been a state of this small a population that has produced this many national champions in one of the two money sports never sure and so you've always had to work
3: a little harder. a little harder
1: a little differently a little smarter but that doesn't mean it can't be done obviously we've seen it been done but the but, but that what we're talking about right now that is, we're not even talking about national championships that is, anymore. That is, that is, that you're climbing the mountain and you can't even see the peak because it's hidden by the clouds. You're not even, you're not even worried about that right now. You're just trying to get away from the camp, the first camp, and get up the hill and get to a winning record and get to a point where you can see yourself on a similar le- uh, level with Northwestern. With Iowa, with, with Wisconsin, Minnesota. with Minnesota,
3: that's where you're trying to get right now. Right now, Nebraska is trying to stop drowning. They're not yes. even on the mountain yet. Yeah, They are in the ocean, below sea level, mm-hmm. drowning. Right now, Nebraska is trying to get their head back above water. Yeah, And then you can start the process of trying to climb the mountain again. But we're not talking about you know, summiting Everest or anything like that. We're talking about like trying to climb one of the council bluffs at this point (sighs) and trying one of the Lus Hills. Yes. Near Lus Hills, Harley Davidson, trying to, to climb a, a large hill. Yeah. We're not talking about climbing mountains at this point. And to me, that is not hard. That part of it for a, for a school that puts the resources and commitment into it that Nebraska does is not hard. Getting your head above water so you stop drowning shouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. Getting to base camp at 4,000 feet or whatever should not be hard. Mm -hmm. Now, going from, like we've seen with Iowa, going from eight wins to ten wins to knocking on the college football playoff door, Mm -hmm. that part is difficult. Yes. Getting to that part with the resources Nebraska puts into this thing should be the expectation, Bowl games every year is the expectation. Competing for the West most years is the expectation. And occasionally having teams that rise above that, like an Iowa does, like a Wisconsin does, like Michigan State did with their playoff run, occasionally Mm -hmm. having a team that reaches for the mountaintop is the goal. Nobody's trying to recreate the 90s anymore. That hasn't been the case for a very long time. Yeah, that's... And people bring up, oh, Nebraska's living in the past. No, we're not. We're living in the very, very present. A very scary present. In which we need to get rid of a football coach that is 16 and 31. That's where we're living. We're, we need to get rid of a football coach that hasn't been able to make a bowl game in four years and does not appear to be headed there now.
1: Just saw a tweet from Lance Leipold. Simple Uh-oh. words rock chalk. Kansas wins in overtime. Fifty-five to forty-two. You're saying, how can they have a two-possession win in overtime? They had a pick-six. Pick they were ahead and then got a pick-six. So Kansas goes on the road, beats West Virginia, fifty-five to forty-two. I only say that because Lance Leipold's name <laughs> might might be might be thrown out there. I don't I know looked, if
3: he's necessarily the guy. I'm just saying people are going to talk about him. I was watching Lance Leipold and Chris Kleinman closely today. Yeah, I don't think those are the top of the list. I do think they're on the list. I think I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm am I'm a Kyle Whittingham guy. Love Kyle Whittingham. I think Matt Campbell's still the guy. If you're in terms of the best guy that I think you can get, mm-hmm. I think is Matt Campbell. Um, there's Whittingham. I don't know that he's ever leaving the state of Utah. I would love Whittingham. I think you have to make the calls to your Fickles and Kiffins and those people, but the guy that I think you can get that is really good. I think the, I think it starts with Campbell. Here is Old
1: Man Doug. Speaking of Old Man Doug, tonight's program brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Brought to you by Coors Lake, keeping Nebraska chill. And brought to you by who, Doug? Equitable Bank, where we take
0: losing games we should win personally.
1: (laughs) Well, that's not your technical slogan, but because you're the one that said it, I'll make it count. How you doing, Doug?
0: There you go. I'll tell you, I'm I'm absolutely done. And and here's here's what bothers me, is the only constant over since basically Bob Devaney got here has been the fans. Yeah. And I'm not going. I have tickets to the Oklahoma game. I'm not going. And I couldn't even. My wife's got COVID, and I couldn't even give my seeds away today i mean i texted everyone the apathy and i'm hoping that there's it's it's obviously it's not me and i would take everything i had times 10 to buy this out but jack mitchell made a good point i hope somebody with more money than sense just puts this thing out of its misery and says here trev what? It, how much is it? Is it seventeen million more to do it now versus October one?
3: So it's seven point five million more. So it'd be fifteen million today. It's seven point five on October okay. one. So it'd be an extra seven point well, five, 5 today. Well, the reason I
0: say that is this because this team is is lost. They're not responding to them. The effort isn't there, and the showboating. And John, you tweeted out that a couple of times. You know, number. You know. <laughs> They they'd have an incomplete pass and they, and you and even Brody Bell took a bow. I mean, do that after you win the game. I'm sorry, but you know a lot of it's on this coaching staff because they allow this stuff. How about how about the one guy comes in for one play and he, he makes contact with the wide receiver and I, I just inexplicably that, now they did. I've
1: never out. seen that before.
0: And and. Where I'm going with this is they must be allowing this in practice. They must be allowing this in practice. This is a soft team. They, I, I've never heard this stud up. Oh, let's stud up. And let's think about this for a minute. How many of our players get injured anyway in practice when they're not even hitting? We know they're not hitting. I mean, we've heard the comment. It must be a bloodbath in Iowa. I mean, at least Iowa hits. Now their offense is garbage, but I mean, we just are, we are the softest team in the Big Ten, and it's and it's not even close. The, the next the next team isn't even close to as soft as we are, and that's that's what breaks my heart. Is, and you know, you guys have said it right. I'm not expecting a return of the '90s. I'm just Expecting, you know, seven, eight, nine wins every once in a while, getting 10, getting to the conference championship. It's, it is tough to recruit here, but really some of our better players, you know, are from here, but you just, you see them roll out the same players the whole time. Now the offense did play pretty good, but really not because of the line, because of the skill players. I mean our tackles I mean we can't try somebody else
1: and the width well it, it, it's the angles some of the angles are just terrible and then the run then fits the are brutal sometimes and then the
0: safety one one misses a tackle is is number 5 gates he came in and he, then he missed then farmer came back in and missed <laughs> again and it's just it's just maddening but you know, so that's on the, the the coaches for not recruiting better players or or players that can be developed and coming from winning programs and 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 players that have you know fought through some things. Which just doesn't we we do have some. I mean, yeah. you know, Garrett Nelson lays it out there every game. And really, I think Gifford played really well, and and give their quarterback some credit. He did make some some great throws, but I mean, just it just it's every game. It's just every game, and I'm going. When are we going to get that soul crushing turnover? And and I thought we got it when uh,
1: they got two, Doug, and gave up none. No, I
0: thought we were. No, I thought we were going to get it when. Um, what's the Smothers?
1: When Smothers fumbled. <laughs> oh yeah, but but that's the thing. That's the whole point. They gave up forty five, six hundred forty two yards. Yeah, it, they they didn't turn the ball over once, and got two what turnovers.
0: It, it and I sent you guys an email, but you know it's it's kind of like a union strike. If if the fans don't, if they keep coming no matter what the product is, that's what I think has happened to our program. Is like well. You know, Ronnie Green's sitting there saying, you know what, these people are stupid enough to show up for a substandard product, and we keep charging them more. We keep increasing the seat fees and all this stuff. And the, the fans need to say, that's it. Yeah. And then maybe the players will go, well, you know what, maybe I'm not playing as hard as I could, and maybe I'm not giving these people their money's worth because they're not. And everybody that buys a hat, you know, Buys a ticket. All this stuff deserves better. Yeah, they do.
1: Doug, I appreciate it. I've said the same thing. It, it, that was the same mentality that hurt the Cubs for a long time. Wrigley Field was being sold out in the summer. They were drawing a million and a half, two million fans, and and the Wrigleys were putting out a piss poor product. You know, and and it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm here to support my team, win or lose," but man, at some point you gotta you gotta make a statement. At some point, you got to make a statement. Said, this isn't good enough. This isn't about supporting. You're showing support by showing management, I'm using management in air quotes, Mm -hmm. that, hey, you got a garbage head coach. You got a garbage program, and you need to fix this, and I'm not coming back until it does. At some point, you got to make a stand. The opposite of love is not hate, the opposite of love is indifference. Indifference. Checking out. I think Trev understands this. It's like the, And that's why this is done. I don't know if it's going to be done before October 1st. But it's done. But it is done. Yeah. It needs to be done. Scott Frost is a horrible head coach at Nebraska. There's no, it, there's no arguing There's no that. arguing you, this you anymore. You can't argue that. This is the Bill Jennings of the 21st century
3: it has to be done at least bill jennings didn't have the resources and the history really at this point no he didn't cuz he, he, he was he was pre- at the t- Devaney. he was at the tail
1: end of a bad line of uh, of head coaches by the way the 400 and what was it uh, 9 yards of passing tonight by Kyle Van Trees i just tweeted this out this is from uh, an account this is from uh, patrick stevens who runs an account a d1 sports account Said, didn't expect to find myself perusing the box score to the 1985 Division I AA national title game tonight, but here we are. That's the last time Georgia Southern had a quarterback throw for 400 yards. Jeez. And the record is now 214-1. and Nebraska before tonight was 214-0 and in Memorial Stadium when scoring 35 points. Here's Cody. Hi, Cody. Thanks for waiting. You're on 1620 The Zone.
0: Hey, thanks, John. Hey, thanks, Robbie. I listened to uh, you guys' podcast a lot. I really appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, so I just, I mean, like Scott Frost is clearly gone. Um, we've gone too long with that. He's got, he's proven over and over he can't do it. So I'm just trying to set the uh, expectations at the, set, the, set the level here. Urban Meyer, he got a raw deal. And I think that he wins everywhere he goes in college, not in the NFL, obviously. But uh, we just need to start setting the expectations that uh, if we got Urban Meyer, that it would be great for Nebraska. He's the proven winner. He's going to get us nine, ten wins a year. And uh, I just want your uh, thoughts on that, on Urban Meyer at this point. Uh
3: I don't think there's any disagree. way. I don't think there's any way in hell Trevor Alberts hires Urban Meyer. I agree. I and think, I don't. And I don't think he should. I don't think he should either. I think the personality, the way he carries himself, the mm-hmm. all of it. I don't think is. I don't think Trev has any interest in any of that. And I agree. It. It's one thing. I get it. I know
1: everyone. And and listen. I once upon a time said. If I were building a program, I would hire Ur- Urban Meyer over Nick Saban. From the logic of the man has won everywhere he's gone, and he has been in different places. He's been at Utah, he's been at Ohio State, he's been at Florida, Bowling Green, Bowling Green. But it never ends well with him. And there's you a... would it would be a it, it would be the possibility the possibility of short term success but it never ends well and you would be left with as big a dumpster fire as you have right now. The only and I don't think Nebraska wants that. And I don't think they
3: want the headache of dealing with Urban Meyer. It's with just Urban Urban Meyer. Meyer. The whole thing, the whole thing around him is just toxic. Yes. What you you don't want that if you're in Nebraska. If you're in Nebraska, you want a steady program builder, somebody long term. And aren't you tired of the drama? Exactly. That's what I mean. You want somebody that brings no drama to the table. Right. That just goes about their job. That's why Whittingham's at the top of my list. Yeah. He does an incredible job. Also, he, he builds his teams from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Offensive lines, defensive lines. Mm-hmm. That's what Nebraska needs. Because mm-hmm. that's how Nebraska has been historically successful. That's how the Big Ten West has been historically successful. Hell, that's how Alabama has been historically successful. Before they got all the athletes and the five stars and whatever, it was offensive line, defensive line. Mm -hmm. I want a guy that starts there. That's part of the other reason Campbell appeals to me. His background is as an O-line coach. Before he became an offensive coordinator, before he became a head coach, he was an O-line coach. Those are the type of guys that I want. Steady, steady guys that bring no drama and build with the lines first. Nebraska's had some skill position players I've liked over the years. But the line play has never been consistently good enough to take the program where it needs to go. And I don't
1: I, – I I, think we are way underselling. Yes, I get it. He's had success in college ball. But that one year in Jacksonville was such a disaster. And so embarrassing. It, and it very embarrassing. For quite, everyone involved. And quite frankly, his reputation took a huge hit. You do not want the drama. Plus, Nebraskans want something that's steady and stable. They – I've said long for a long time, you want to get back to the 1980s sweet spot where you're winning nine and ten games a season. You're in contention for your conference. In this case, your division, which puts you in contention for your conference. That's where you want to get. You want to get to that baseline and then see if you can you know, build the mansion from that baseline. But you do not want to bring in somebody who, yes, may give you a season or two of Greatness, and you'll feel good about things, but it will, you end, will crash. And it will burn. end poorly, and you will be left with a dumpster fire. And
3: then we're you're right back to square one. And let's be honest, Nebraska hasn't shown the ability to consistently hire good head football coaches. Yep you don't want to have to be you don't want to be in a position where you have to hire another one in four years yeah. because Urban Meyer has another health crisis or he gets embarrassed again or whatever. Urban Meyer is not the not it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great for. I mean, I know they closed
1: Shakers in Waverly. Be great for the night before <laughs> there in Lincoln, but that's that's
3: about as good as it gets. I uh, can't imagine a world in which Trev Alberts even entertains that name. No,
1: we'd get some really entertaining Stephen Sipple stories, though.
3: <laughs> I'm sure
1: he, I'm sure he'd have a lot to say and some good. He'd have some good practice. Well, you gotta be careful here. here Herb. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And by Burton, when your plumbing certain, just call Burton. Chris, Josh, Matt, Martin, stay right there. We'll get to your calls. And we will continue with more of Big Red Overreaction here on 1620 The Zone, 1620thezone.com, and 101.9 The Keg. You've worked hard for
3: what you have, your money, your assets, your 401K, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.